When you lose a loved one, objects that they used and touched can sometimes provide some comfort. I still have my dad's old SLR camera. It's very scuffed and dented, but it reminds me so much of all those family snaps. Anna Feinberg and her partner enjoyed reading books together. After he died, a special book that they'd shared took on new meaning. Six years ago, my partner passed away. I still can't say the other word. With time, though, I learned how to temper my craving for his presence with beloved objects that he'd touched or owned. We'd often shared novels, and he had a fondness for British writers who wrote cool, contained prose about messy human feelings. One night, only a few months after he'd gone, I remembered our enjoyment of Penelope Lively's novel, Perfect Happiness, and the secret I'd discovered within. It was two in the morning, but I leapt out of bed, excitement lighting a fuse along my veins. I would read again what he'd read, feel what he felt, polish our past into the present. Perfect happiness should have been there on the third row of the bookshelf in the living room. But in between what to do about Kevin, which he'd loathed, and Lacuna, which he'd adored, yawned a terrible gap. Nothing else would do. Perfect Happiness was unique because he'd actually written on one of the pages. I would never mark a book, he'd always said reverently. And as far as I knew, except for this transgression, he never had. One of the worst things about losing someone is that you no longer get to hear their news. Nothing fresh will ever again be revealed to you. Only the mystery their sudden silence remains as they close the door behind them. I remembered my wild joy at finding this secret sentence of his. It had seemed as outrageous as graffiti, a flouting of his rules, unexpected news. I'd always been cavalier with my books. I dog-eared pages until a book became a piece of origami. I wrote in margins and filled front and back pages, explaining to the author my view of things. But within the pages of Perfect Happiness, he had been moved to comment himself in ink. In panic that night, I searched for the book. Although it was winter, I sweated right through my singlet. The terror was overwhelming, as if someone had cut a hole out of the world, as if I was Orpheus losing Eurydice all over again just because of a stupid mistake. I tried to reason with myself. It's just a book. You've got his paintings. You're wearing his pyjamas, for heaven's sake. But as usual, I didn't listen. Three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. At 6.30am, dry mouths, I looked again in the drawer with passports, birth certificates, my precious things. This time I took out all the documents and laid them on the bed. I glanced back at the empty drawer. There, bared and beautiful, yellowed, old and spotty, was perfect happiness. See page 177 I'd written on the cover. I flicked through the pages following Frances, newly widowed, on her trail of grief. Near the end of the book, when sharing a coffee with a friend, Frances comes to the understanding that enduring comfort lies in the knowledge that she has been loved. It's a powerful moment, a realisation drawn in stark contrast to her friend who has not. On page 177 at the top, 
were his five small words in black art line pen, they had coffee too quick. Six years ago, I'd collapsed laughing on the bed. But now, rereading that page and his comment, I see more. The words weren't typically endearingly pedantic, as I'd thought. They were indignant. He was being robbed of his favourite thing, the finding and savouring of the gold that saves you, the beautiful bit you must keep in your gaze across a scarred landscape. Here was my news, again, and his wise words for my future. I sip my coffee slowly, savouring, grateful at having been loved and for the gift of knowing it. Anna Feinberg with her story about a precious object, the novel Perfect Happiness by Penelope Lively. And Anna is herself a multi-award winning author of books for children and young adults. The Tashi books, do you know them? gorgeous. I love them. That story was produced by Michelle Weeks with sound engineering by Angie Grant. What is sitting on your shelf or in your cupboard that holds special memories for you that's precious? Tell us its story in 500 words or less. You can head to our website and check out the Get Your Voice on RN tile to see how to do that. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.